Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Child of. Today, as promised, I'm sharing with you the ways that I have gone about healing my relationship with God after surviving what I call narcissistic spiritual abuse. The first thing, though, that I want you guys to understand before I share all of these things is that this has been a five-year journey for me so far. And I'm still healing in different facets of my spiritual self. And within that, I'm healing my mindset on how I relate to God. I used to think that because love was conditional in the home that I grew up in, that God's love was conditional. So I would try to appease him by doing different things, thinking that if I did enough, that I would be able to earn his love. Thankfully, This is totally unbiblical and not at all who God is. But I also struggled with the idea of God as a father, as I mentioned in the last episode, because my father was so harsh, cruel at times, so manipulative and cold that I felt that maybe God was like that too. I didn't want him to be like that, but I was terrified that he might be. I wrote these words as a sort of poem prayer to God years ago when I was struggling with this very thing. I wrote, it seems that I have never known you, never understood what I should have, lost so deep in what I never wanted you to be, and you never were. And it never occurred to me that to be sure of something was to lock it away in a cage like a bird and never allow it to grow. For as rock you are also sand, and as dirt you are also snow. So solid that I need you, so beautiful to know that I don't. The truth is, is that I don't know God, not fully, nor will I ever. But what I've learned about him these last few years has really changed everything for me. In short, I have not necessarily healed myself from spiritual abuse. That would be very arrogant for me to say. The wound was, it was very deep. But God in his kindness has guided me through this healing and given me the wisdom I have needed to come this far. So I'll be sharing five different things that have helped me to heal my mindset and my heart as I relate to and interact with God and embrace the spiritual side of this life. The first thing was going no contact. And I started out this entire podcast with several episodes on going no contact and why it's important. So if you haven't listened to those, go go listen. Um, the first thing was going no contact with my father specifically, since he was the sort of cult leader of our family. And I knew that To even begin to think about healing my relationship with God, I would need some very strict boundaries, distance from what had shipwrecked my faith to begin with. I needed to hear God's voice in my head and not the manipulative, twisted versions of scripture that my father had spewed for so many years. And distance proved effective. I also stopped going to church which was unfortunate, but I was so broken spiritually that I needed to ground and center myself on the actual word of God and not anyone else's opinion of it. I knew at that time I wasn't in the best place to be choosing a healthy church culture, so I stepped away and it was very necessary. 
The second thing that I did was I went and got a different translation of the Bible than what I had grown up being taught with. I was used to the New International Version and the New King James Version. So when I went to Barnes and Nobles, I picked up uh, the message translation of the Bible, which I think is the most current translation. And it's written in very plain everyday words. And this actually leads me very organically into the third thing that I have done to heal this part of myself. And that was to actually read the Bible. I needed to know what it actually said. I needed to be able to know the words written so that they could no longer be used as a tool to manipulate me with. Reading the Bible for myself has been extremely eye-opening. I've cried so much as I found pieces of the word of God that was left unspoken in our home when I was growing up. Like, for example, this verse from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Uh, my father used the first part of this chapter, but I never heard the following verses. It starts out, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Now, Growing up, this was used as almost a threat that if I didn't obey them, that I wouldn't have a good life. And ideally, you should be able to just obey your parents if they have good intentions and they are kind to you and they want good things for you. But if you have an abusive parent, it's really hard to hear these words. But praise God the verse that comes right after this that I never heard was fathers do not exasperate your children instead bring them up in the training of and instruction of the Lord when I read this second part to the verse that I had grown up hearing I was like God you are so good you covered all your bases it was proof to me that God understood that not all parents are good and was giving a warning to parents who exasperate and abuse their children. Another section in the Bible like this was when God is instructing wives to love your husbands or to respect your husbands. But the second part of the verse that I never heard was, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church as he laid down his life for it. And what I began to understand in reading the scripture was that it was so beautiful and it was so beautiful balanced, whereas what I had been taught was so shifted and and heavy on one side. And through having distance from the people that had wounded me spiritually, and in reading the Bible, I began to be able to do, and this is number three, folks, <laughs> I began to be able to ask the hard questions and decide for the first time of my own volition if I actually believed this God of the Bible at all. I remember sitting in my car in the wee hours of the morning, it was probably five, maybe six in the morning, wrestling with doubts and things I'd learned and unlearned and wrestling with the concept of God and what the Bible said and all the things that I had experienced in my own life, all the pain and trauma. And I allowed myself for a moment to not believe. It felt like a black hole that I was falling into. I cannot explain the the emptiness I felt it was it was horrifying 
Um, but it was a turning point for me, a point where I said, based on my own life, my own experiences, my own encounters with what I cannot explain, that God was real to me and that I wanted to pursue this holiness that he had set out for me. And I just realized that that was actually my fourth point. So now we're going to go into final thing that I have done to heal my relationship with God. This is definitely the most simple, but it was simply to give myself time. It takes time to heal. When you get a cut, it takes time for that cut, for your skin to come together and to bind. When you break a bone, it also takes a really long time to heal. And it is no different with the other aspects of our life. As I said at the beginning of this episode, it's been a five-year journey so far for me, which is a lot longer than I would have liked it to be, but it is what it is. We can't rush these things. They're too important. They're too tender. And they say that timing is everything. And as a younger person, I didn't really agree with that. I thought that, you know, if you want something now, you can get it. You can you can make it happen. But but you ha- your healing only matches your growth as a person, as an individual. And I've really experienced that these past five years. It took me a long time to even get to the point where I could sit down and read the Bible because it was, it was too painful for a long time. I just needed a break. I needed to rest. And rest is another, and I wish I had, I should have added that as a sixth point. And maybe I will now. Um, rest. Allow yourself to just be. And I think it's helpful to look at your wound as an external physical wound, like a cut on your arm. Like, am I still bleeding? Like, ask yourself that question. Am I still bleeding? Do I need to just allow myself to bleed and and allow the blood to clot on this wound because it's just, it's not ready for the the binding together process yet. It still needs to clot. It took probably three years for me to get to the point where I could read the Bible. Now that seems like a long time, but the wound was really deep and I was still bleeding. I needed to grow a lot as a person and to get to the point where I could actually sit down and hear God's word and not have that instant reaction of fear in my body. If you're listening to this and you've gone through spiritual abuse like I have, my heart is with you. I hope these things I've shared help, even if it's just the smallest bit. I know everyone isn't of the Christian faith, but I do believe that these same tips can be applied to pretty much any faith or belief system. I only ever share these things because I want other people who are in the same situation as me to not feel alone and to not feel like they're the only one going through these things. You're not alone. I'm here with you. And as always, my Instagrams are linked in the podcast description. I would love to hear from you. Don't hesitate to reach out or to ask questions, whatever it is. If you want to share your story, if you want to talk about something that's going on in your life, I may not have all the answers, but I love to listen and I would love to be there for you. If this is the first episode that you're listening to of my podcast, new episodes are out every Tuesday. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much for listening and being here with me, you guys. It means so much to me. And with that being said, I will talk to you all next Tuesday.